0: Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility and I get to interview very special guests talking about all things resilience and today I'd love to welcome my very special guest uh, Linda Whitehead. Thank you Linda for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let me introduce you properly. Linda is the general manager of JJ's, facilitator and founder of Three Little Moons Yoga of classes and retreats in Mount Martha and Bali. Linda is the founder and facilitator of Yoga for Bros, an inclusive and non-judgmental space for bros to chill out and do yoga. So cool. I love it. (laughs) For the past 25 years, Linda has been very focused on moving her way up the corporate ladder in retail buying and general management roles. Her current role is the group general manager of the JJ's brand, and she juggles the role of retail executive with being mum to three kids under 15. Wow, you're very busy. It makes me sound really busy, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, you've always inspired me, like you're a superwoman in my life. <laughs> Don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> and I love that you're the real deal. You, you walk your talk and, and you, you see uh, well-being and balance as, as very important. I'm sure that's kind of what we're going to talk about today of how you got there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's well, key, key to have that balance. We can be busy and doing a whole lot of things, but if we aren't able to take that time out for ourselves, it's not going to be um, a, a long journey for anybody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So let's dive in. What does resilience mean to you?
1: Resilience to me, um, obviously um, it's, it's about being able to come out from, from the darkness. So um You know there's there's a a quote in yoga or something we talk about a lot in yoga which is um about the, the the lotus flower so the lotus flower comes and grows from the depths of the mud and that's sort of what resilience means to me when you're in the depths of the mud and you're in a bad place whether that's physical or emotional or mental or whatever it is it's having that ability to um come out and kind of you know rebirth yourself really and and I think resilience also is an opportunity to come back even better than you were before and so you know it's it's using the shadow and the darkness of that mud moment and using that to kind of empower you through and and come out brighter more dynamic more
0: fabulous than you were before exactly i love that I, I think that's absolutely true to overcome adversity and setbacks but to you know to come out the other end because um, when we go through the hard stuff we do we come out the other end a different person
1: yeah absolutely and you do reflect when you're going through the hard stuff you kind of decide what do i want to leave behind and what do i want to do more of and so that's really important as you do re-bloom that that you take those learnings yeah. um, and set yourself up in an ever, even better position than where you
0: were before. That's true. That's true. What do you think stops us sometimes from it, leaving stuff behind, letting those dark aspects of us die off? Oh, look, I think um, there's so much, you know,
1: there's, there's so many reasons that you kind of hold on. We hold on because we're scared. You know, yeah. often there's a fear about, will I be accepted if I'm um, not the way people thought I was before I got to this dark place? Um, and yeah, we kind of fear often what others will think of us. We lose... Yeah. Um, we've lost our authenticity for example and as we come out of the the depths of that mud we might kind of say I'm going to be more my true self even if that means that people don't love that (laughs) about me so yeah I I think often it's fear
0: it's fear about what you know the change the The change change. the change exactly I totally agree so how many years have you been in retail for
1: oh god are you gonna make me sound really old um, <laughs> a bit over 25 years actually so yeah started studied fashion design at uni got into entry-level roles in retail fashion through buying design all of those sorts of areas merchandise management yeah. and into general management about um oh n- nearly yeah over
0: over 15 years ago into general management and it just progressively led there or did you have it in your mind
1: no, definitely progressively led there. And I think, um, you know, the thing, about, the thing that attracted to me that, to these types of roles was the creativity of, um, of fashion, design, buying. Um, but as you kind of moved your way up the corporate ladder, you became more disconnected from that creative aspect and you started to, you know, have that responsibility for financials and um, customer experience and you you, while you broaden your understanding of um, the retail fashion world you do come away from some of the part that was the reason you started Um, and and that's a big journey and I think often people find that as they move up the corporate ladder they um, move away from from some of their kind of real soul
0: desires and started them on the path that's a really important thing to raise. And sometimes when we get to this destination that we imagine is the epitome of everything, it's not always the way that we thought it was going to be, but that's all meant to be that journey anyway. And then when we get there, we can decide, you know, we come back and return. It's like absolutely. the hero's journey, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's having that ability to observe yourself on the path, witness what is it that I'm liking about what I'm doing? What is it that I'm not liking about what I'm doing? And having the, um, the confidence and um, dropping away some of that fear so that you can keep
0: evolving in a positive direction. Yeah, bringing awareness in is so important. Absolutely. Yes. And then because we, we become a whole new version of ourselves every single day, week, month and with adversities that we go through. So it is important to take check, like reconciliate. Who am I now? What needs to die off? What do I need to dive into? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And I actually think even, um, you know, uh,
0: as with you, I'm
1: in Melbourne in this lockdown period and, and this is a great time for us to observe that, really take the time while we're forced to quieten down a little bit um, to kind of decide how do I want to move forward after we come out of this
0: or move yes. to COVID normal? What do I want that to look like? What do you think's the biggest thing that you you want to change when we come and emerge back out of lockdown?
1: Um, I think for me is prioritising myself, my um, my kind of my my self wellness, but also my family. I mean, you know, as as I've climbed this career ladder, it, it's been very much a focus of mine, and you yeah. know, I guess that's some of the learned behaviours you have from when you were younger and. Yeah. You know, perhaps that comes from your parents or, or whatever, but there's been this real desire and focus that my work is my priority. Um, it's got to suit everybody, but you know, I'm going to be really pushing forward with that. And I think what I've learned is, you know what? It doesn't matter if you miss the first half an hour of that meeting if it means you get to have a meaningful conversation with your child. And you know, if you missed a day of work, it's not the end of the world. You can actually turn up to your kid's first day at school and all of those sorts of things. And so I think that's been a big reflection for me is my family's my everything. And, you yeah. know, we've been in this little huddle and this bubble <laughs> <for months> now <laughs> yeah. and um, and work goes on, like, you know, yeah. the, the systems and processes set up to support you to go through all of that. So I need to learn that for myself and that's just my own drive that I've got. And yeah. That's-
0: it doesn't have to be regimented and rigid. We can be more flexible in how the day unfolds. Yeah. That, that's what lockdown has taught me too. That's so true. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So, so I'd love for you to share something that you've been through. Um, maybe it is your journey through the corporate world um, of something you've had to overcome in your life.
1: Yeah. Look, I think um, it probably is the journey through the corporate world. Um, you know I've always as I said was looking for the next rung on the ladder and so you know my husband and I moved around a lot we um, Melbourne's our hometown where my parents are and my family are and we went to New Zealand for a role and then followed our dreams to go to London for a role and then we came back to Sydney and um, we're moving around a lot and then I guess I got this opportunity for my dream job, which was the group general manager at JJ's with the just group and I was like wow, I really, that's probably almost the epitome um, for me and the path that I'm on um, in retail Australia. So um, I got offered the role, we had to move the whole family from Sydney back to Melbourne, sell the house and all the rest of it. So, but you know, I was so driven, It's like kids, come on, leave your school, let's go, we're all going to um, move back to Melbourne because mum's got this amazing job. And I guess I started the job, but I was kind of so starstruck by the people that worked there. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> that I, I felt like I have to be like them. And so I thought that to fit in and to succeed there, yeah. I had to act a certain way or dress a certain way or, um, you know, uh, think about retail a certain way. And yeah. I, I just really, I lost my way. So over the first year of being there, Um, I got into this sort of negative spiral of this job isn't working for me and, you know, maybe the company isn't right and I was hard on myself. I felt like I couldn't make any decisions. I'd come home on the weekends and I just wanted to stay in bed and cry all weekend because I sort of thought maybe I'd made a mistake and this wasn't the role for me. And with that came this whole loss of identity because... I'd identified myself as the corporate businesswoman and that I'm going to be this um, huge success. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm failing and it mustn't be my fault. It must be everybody else's fault. Um, yeah. and, and so I kind of, yeah, I got into this really, really dark dark place where I just couldn't engage with the family. Um, I had no energy. I was just wow. Like, you know, I just, just yeah. lost my passion for something that I would loved for 25 plus years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that really, really knocked me around actually.
0: It would have felt like this deep inner resistance within you, almost like an inner conflict, like where you thought what you, what you your goals were. And then there was like this inner conflict of what you believed the way it should have been or what you maybe imagined in your head. And then it wasn't that, but it sounds to me like that was so meant to be, that was your journey of individualization of feeling separate so that you would then question is this what I want yeah absolutely and it, it kind of
1: felt so uncomfortable I felt like a bit of an imposter really yep. in my own skin and um yeah that that really put me into a bit of a a bit of a dark place
0: yeah that would have been awful that would have been yeah. awful how how long do you reckon you stayed in the dark place for
1: Oh, look, I think it was um,
0: it was coming on for sort of a year, but I
1: had a, a couple of months that was that was, you know, pretty intense and it was being fed off negativity. So then, you know, you know, I might confide in somebody in terms of, oh, this is terrible. And then they'd confide back and, you know, that whole thing around if you mm. um, you talk negatively it attracts more negativity and then if you talk positively all the time it attracts positivity so I wasn't helping myself but I wasn't I didn't have the self-awareness that I have today so I wasn't able to observe um you know witness myself in that situation and think what's going on why are you reacting in this way so I just was like in a funk really yeah
0: and it would have changed how you your inner dialogue how you interact with others your eating habits I'm imagining exercise everything would have been thrown out
1: absolutely yeah yeah and so um actually one of the girls from um from my work suggested that I see a kinesiologist was actually at the beginning of um, I guess my journey back out of the mud um and so um living in Mount Martha, I contacted Damien Brown, who's a very close friend of yours and yes, partner in your podcast. Um, and I started to see Damien quite regularly. And, you know, the first thing for him was really to just calm the nervous system to kind of bring me down to a level that um, I was no longer in this, uh, yeah. you know, highly... On. Yeah, <laughs> on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that. And at the same time, I started um, doing a yoga class. There was a yoga class that I found on the beach. Um, gorgeous um, person that's now become not only my yoga mentor, but a good friend of mine. And Lovely. she does um, yoga classes on Mount Martha Beach each weekend. And I started going to one of her classes. Um, and the first class I went to, I just. Loved every second of it. And at the end of it, I just cried. I felt this huge release because it seemed like I just tapped into me. I tapped into yeah. my kind of authenticity that I'd, that I'd lost over that last year where I tried, yeah. tried to keep up the pace with others. And I just kind of came to that realisation of, oh, no, you've lost yourself and this is you here now. And so, yeah, that was a real pivotal pivotal point
0: for me and when we go through such uncertainty we do get stressed and when we get stressed we become more rigid and then when we become more rigid we get focused on the past we overanalyze the future and we're not in our most creative state and what i love about what kinesiology does as you said it sort of damien helped you get out of being on which is like a sympathetic nervous system just being on alert and then activating you know that balance in your in your system so you can be more calm therefore more present in the moment. And then we're in our most creative state and we can problem solve better. Blood rushes to the front part of the brain and we can think. So important, isn't it? It was so
1: important. And the changes I found from, you know, from just a few sessions and one of the issues was problem solving. I couldn't make a decision and here I was in a leadership role that required yeah. decision making and I felt like I couldn't make a decision and that was something where I began to witness the change in myself where I sort of could see, wow,
0: this is this
1: is awesome. really interesting.
0: Yeah. So what was your turning point coming out of the darkness? Like what was was there a moment or was it just what did you notice that turned you around the corner to get better and rise? Yeah. I mean, I think that
1: um that particular yoga class was The point where I realised I had that sensation of feeling whole for a moment and that felt like such a contrast to the way I'd been living my life for those past few months. Um, And then something that the yoga teacher got us to do, it happened to be a New Year's Eve and a bit like a New Year's resolution. We have a thing in yoga called a Sankalpa. Um, Mm. And so it's an affirmation that you say to yourself over and over again. And it's again, that um, idea of um, what you think is what you become. And so you know, we'd kind of come into this amazing meditative state and she'd sort mm-hmm. of said, just see what comes up for you. And so for me, the words, I am strong, I am resilient came mm-hmm. up for me. And so with that, I felt like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get out of this. Like this, you need some strength. You need to get out of this because your family needs you and you need you. And so and then the resilience aspect was you 've got to fight out of it you 've got to you 've got to find a way to be better and so yeah. that became my daily affirmation, so it was I am strong, I am resilient and and that kind of started to to build and build and build and and pull me out of out of the deep mind. yeah
0: and I can see it because what you believe is what matters, and sometimes before we believe something we do have to. Rewire our brain, recite it, think about it, feel it. And then as we feel more and more connected, that's how I believe we can shift what we're believing. And then if what we believe shifts, then our biochemistry changes. And we can either pick that alarm state or you know, growth and repair. And picking the alarm state, picking is the wrong word because it's totally out of our control if we're perceiving stress. And then we can change our mind minds about our situation and therefore what stresses us out. So it's just so amazing how the body is so connected. I but I think we're supposed to totally lose our way in life, yeah. and I think we're supposed to um, feel these ways. And it, like, did that help you discover who you are in a whole new way? Absolutely, and it it, it showed me
1: um, some some of my the the inner strength that I did have, and what you're made of. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it took me back to. Um, to really tapping into what excites you in life and what makes a difference to the way you operate and what's important and who's important and how are you going to, you know, maintain and grow in those areas. I and, and I felt a real shift of balance. So, you know, I'd say it was like 90% of my life was career. And I, I, I Sorry, it wasn't family career, but it was like so much of my energy was put into career, career, career and I didn't ever have time for myself and through this it kind of made me say I'm going to spend lots of time on career because that's still really important and there's a financial implication if I don't Um, but I'm also going to find what I love doing because I'd lost the passion of the job so I had to find another passion. I could do a really good job of the job but it wasn't really exciting and I wasn't growing. So I sort of had to find something else to set my soul on fire and then apply some of that back to the job to get reignited with the job. So it's, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, um, a, bit of a, a, a shift in, in how I'd always thought.
0: Yeah, it's probably led you to discover new things that you really like, um, yeah, about wellness and about yourself and what matters. Absolutely. So how is your life better now having gone through that Oh, it's so much more balanced (laughs) for
1: starters. Um, I just, I think that I've, um, you know, I I do a lot in the wellness space personally. I have my own, um, yeah, I have my own yoga practice that I do. I meditate daily, my my daily sadhana, we call it. So a daily practice that um, helps to kind of reset the physical body, calm the mind, move the The energy around with some breath work and things like that. And I find that that just gets me very stable in yep. myself and when i'm very stable in myself and i can witness my reactions to things yes i'm able to cope with all the stresses of the daily job totally. i'm able to cope with the commute to and from work i'm able to cope with all the stuff that mothering three gorgeous children um brings and being a wife and balancing time for my parents and all of that stuff i'm i'm yeah. just
0: I'm coming from a base of stability and strength. You've got to find your inner anchor at the start of the day, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, when I did your um, morning yoga class one day, I felt it. I felt that real, you're really good at it. You're really good with your words and your energy and then the movement. Like, so you do that every morning? Yeah, every morning I do it without fail. I do my meditation first. The minute
1: I wake up, really, I get up. I, I get this, um, this tongue scraper, scrape all the toxins off the tongue and everything, yeah. get myself all set up. And then I do um, I do Vedic meditation. So that's a 20-minute practice, which I do. And then that is just the beginning of yeah. my mind is clear and I'm calm. And then I get up and do an asana practice, so a movement, normal yoga type of class. Yeah. Um, and that gets the body ready and I'm yeah. ready
0: to face the day. Because when we're anchored, we're more flexible and then we can see things from, you know, if, if there's traffic in the morning, we're like, oh, okay, I'll listen to a podcast. Whereas if we're more, 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 we're more rigid, you know, we get so bothered by it. Absolutely. And, and then our reactions are connected to what we're believing and then what biochemistry will fire. So it all has a ripple effect. Let's talk about, so 3littlemoons.com, which is your website, that's yep. your yoga um, business. Tell us about that. Well, that's sort of my passion. So, yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it
1: started as. Um, I did my yoga teacher training a few years ago and I started with just having a Friday night candlelight yin in my home studio. I've got a space here, which we can't use at the moment, but was using. Um, And it was a chance for me to share my teachings um, and to inspire others to find their own inner light and find their own inner calmness. Um, And so I started doing that once a month. um, And then I started to think about where do I really, really feel like my yoga guide um, skills can be used? Um, and so I kept with Three Little Moons. So Three Little Moons is probably a little bit more um, feminine-based. Yep. It's probably um, more about, you know, I definitely tap into the traditional um, yoga practices. We'll use some mantra, um we'll use some some pranayama we use kriya so i I kind of it's more traditional a little bit more ritualistic and um but it's still good simple yoga for anybody and you'll notice a shift in yourself after you've done one of my yoga classes but then i felt like there was this real opportunity and a real miss in the in the yoga market for men and i you know i work in a a, a pretty masculine energy type of environment um in, in retail fashion. And I felt like that's an area that I work well in and I could bring that to the yoga space. So yeah, about 18 months ago or two years ago, I started up um, yoga for bros. So it's yoga with four bros and um, it started off as just a Tuesday night, a small gathering actually of some of my husband's mates. Yeah. Um, and before we closed at the time of COVID, we were getting sort of 18 to 20 guys each Tuesday night. So they'd come to my yoga space, we have a rule of no omming, so that they don't get captured <laughs> by any of that. But um, yeah, we kind of I draw them in through come and have a good stretch. Because yeah. of course, every guy thinks that they need a good stretch.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but through it, we do some breath work and we do some meditation. And by the end of it, they come for the stretch. But, yeah. they, but when they leave, they say they come back for the Shavasana at the end, which is the deep meditation we do at the end. Because guys never take the time out no. for themselves. No. And, you know, they, they don't ever... Quieten their minds enough and quiet their bodies enough. And so that's been a whole new opportunity that's come out of um, what started as really just this very feminine yoga business and yoga brand. And that's still, you know, the umbrella of my wellness business. Yes. But Yoga for Bros has been a great a great um, outcome. And I feel like I'm really helping these guys. And they, yeah. really, none of them are like yogis. Like they're just, they're tradies and they're Blokes. regular guys. And they, they come, they also get a free beer at the end. So that does help them hook them in. But by the end, they'll, they'll come back. They couldn't care less, but it, later if they get a beer or not. Fabulous. Can, yeah, That's... feel the
0: shift. Um, and you've got an online course that you've just released.
1: Yes, yeah. So yoga for bros. Um, it's called the Bros Toolbox to a calmer life. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's um it's five days worth of um of content but they get access to it for a year because once you've done the five days you pick and choose the parts that you like and all it involves is like a short 20 minute morning movement session so like a yoga session but we'll call it morning movement so everyone's comfortable with it Um, there's a choice of two a standing or a seated depending on what level of energy you've got for the day and then there's five days of we call them smoko sessions but just 10 minute Um, mini meditations that just really start to to quieten that mind and stabilize them and then at the end of the day if they've got time there's a 25 minute deep meditation which is really a yoga nidra um, which is you know that very deep yoga nidra brings you into that state between being asleep and awake but it, it it helps to calm the nervous system and it helps to um, to help you sleep well that night. So, um, yeah, I've got quite a few guys going through it and, um, they're all kind of saying it really, really helps them. So it's in little bite-sized bits so that, you know, no one's making a big lifelong commitment to it. It's just a few tools in their toolbox to, to
0: help.
1: Oh, cope.
0: That's a great idea. And so everyone can find that on yoga number that's right. And yoga number four, bros, B-R-O-S com. Bros.com. And number is, is that a symbol number? Yes. Yeah. So the actual four. Yeah. I'll put all that in the notes anyway. Thanks. So if there was one thing that stands out that you've learned on what we've spoken about today, what would be the one thing you've learned that you'd love to share today?
1: Um, I think learning to tap into your authenticity. Yeah. I, I think... Um, and And however that is for you, I think to do that, there's a few ways to get to that one is to to somehow find a way that calms you down, somehow find a way to become quiet and for some people, for me, it's yoga, but for some people, let's go for a walk mm. might be catch up and have a chat with a maid or something like that. but start to get calm and then just start mm. to kind of tap into um why you why are you amazing like why are you um why are you here and what's your business yeah. and your superpowers what, yeah what are your superpowers exactly mm. and I think that if you can focus on them if we can start to to love ourselves then we start to prioritize prioritize ourselves we start to think positively as we've we've already talked about and mm. if we're thinking positively we are being positive and that that creates a state where you can
0: cope with anything, anything. And when you think like a leader, you act like a leader. And when we're stressed, we jump out of our bodies. When you know how you feel, you know who you are. And when I've been stressed, I forget how I feel because I don't want to feel. That's right. That's the thing, getting calm back in your body with all this movement conversation and mindset tools. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Giving the mind and body the best environment to do that.
1: Yeah, and it's It's exactly that creating that space between your reaction, yeah. um, your kind of physical reaction and then um, how you respond to that. Because I think if you can suddenly be sitting there and feel oh, tension in the chest or the stomach and s- stop and think, why am I feeling that? Oh, that's because that person is giving me a bit of anxiety because he wants me to go over there and do something. Like if you can start to unravel it, yeah, you just are so set up to cope with anything.
0: I love it. This is so cool. I love this. Do you have um, special tips that you want to share with um, everybody today? Um, I mean, I
1: guess just, yeah, I think first of all, trying to find a way to quieten quieten and stabilise yourself. That's got to be the the beginning of of your journey to self-wellness. Then being able to observe and witness yourself, as we've talked about. And then from there, find... What sets the soul on fire and that's where yeah. your authenticity lies and they sound like three really simple steps but <laughs> they're so important <laughs> <and third>. though <laughs> it's quite the journey but I think if you can do that you really set yourself up for a life of freedom and happiness and ultimately mm-hmm. that's what we all want I think
0: I think what I've learned today chatting to you is um you know when things don't turn out the way that you think they will or life feels like it's um taking you on a, a different path you know, to really trust it. And, and even though you feel that inner resistance, it's supposed to feel that way so that you don't stay the same. It's time for it. It's time for a change. I'm very animated. (laughs) It's time for a change. And if you can give yourself the best environment to stay calm, you're going to deal with those changes and, and perhaps navigate yourself onto a new path that you're supposed to embark on next.
1: That's, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I use a lot. um, I use the word surrender a lot. I think as uncomfortable as things can be, if you can learn to not grasp and attach and fight and just let it play out and know this too will pass because everything does um, and know that this is somehow part of your journey. If you can just try and react in that way I think that you'll you'll learn a lot of, along the way and you'll come out um you know really stable still you, you'll come out I mean COVID is a great example of that it's Absolutely. it's caused a lot of us to want to fight it to not do what we're told to do like it's brought up so much but if we just find a way to live in it to surrender with it yeah Look at all the opportunity it has brought up. It's brought up amazing things. If if you it has. invest it. time with family, time with loved ones, quiet time for yourself, career-wise, yeah. and opportunities like um, the ones that you've set up too, that they're, they're, it's it's forced to rethink about.
0: Yeah, how- yeah. I would never have had time to create an online course if I would couldn't really stop I agree. and. Yeah, and that's gonna. I know my career is completely different now. What I'm going to be doing is totally different, and and I think that's really meant to be um and it's when we're calmer and happier we can see things in that way you know there's lots of lots of negatives that i could think of but i just sure. <laughs> i don't focus on them like i just yeah agree yeah. yeah well thank you linda it's been so cool chatting with you i think you're amazing and you're you know these golden nuggets i know are going to help so many people
1: amazing well thanks for having me and likewise i love everything that you're doing
0: thank and i look you. forward to
1: seeing all the next chapters unfold
0: and I look forward to catching up Bayside very soon. Yeah, look forward to it. Thank you. That's all right. All right, everyone. I hope you loved the, um, today's vlog. And um, no matter what you're going through, you can overcome it and discover what you were made of. See you next time.